Welcome, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, getting down to close to the end of the week. It is the Thursday edition of Talk Back, brought to you this morning by Brooklyn Bagel and Bakery. Well, they are authentic New York bagels and pastries all the way from Little Italy, right here in Missoula, uh, located on North Reserve. That's Brooklyn Bagel and Bakery. Also brought to you by Phillips Janitorial. If you need your home or your business cleaned, listen, they can do it for you. No job is too big or small. Call Phillips Janitorial and get a free estimate today and get that uh, that job booked at 406-260-6617. Okay, welcome, everybody. It is uh, it is the Thursday edition of Talk Back. Nick Christensen standing right over there. Good morning. Waiting to take your phone calls. Uh, we already have a phone call. An important one, yeah. Yes, we do. Matt Regeer, he is the Speaker of the House of Representatives. Matt, uh, really, I know it's a busy, busy time for you guys. Thanks for taking a half hour to share with us today. Hey, thanks for having me on. Good morning. Good morning, Missoula. Hey, one quick thing that happened yesterday. I received a, a rather cryptic note, I think it was from Kyle, about uh, something that happened in the legislature where every single Democrat uh, voted no on something. And I, and I wasn't able to capture what that was. Can you fill me in on that? I, because he, he just thought that was rather unusual. Hmm, he didn't say which... Uh... Which bill? Or? No, no, he didn't say no, which bill. He's, he's rather unusual that every single Democrat uh, voted against it, whatever it was about. I'm sorry. I wish I wish I had paid closer attention. Uh, well, we've got a few of those where it's a great Republican idea. And, uh, but, uh, yeah, I don't know without without <laughs> okay. knowing which motion or oh, question they're That's they're fine. So, so the, the governor had his state of the state address last night. What was your what was your uh, your reaction to the state of the state, state address? Oh, I think it was great. I think Montana's in a, a great position under Governor Gianforte. He's done a great job of, at leading us, especially when the legislature was out of session there in the interim. Uh, really set up uh, red tape relief, cutting cutting out uh, government inefficiencies and just making everything smoother. Uh, we've He's really teed it up. I think uh, a lot for us, the legislature here coming into town, he's uh, given us a good springboard to uh, implement our ideas along with his and and uh, really move Montana forward. So I thought, it was, I thought it was a great speech and a great start to the session. You know, uh, by, by the way, our phone lines are open for all of our listeners. If you have a question for Matt Regeer, he's the Speaker of the House of Representatives. Uh, and uh, we're, we're here for this half hour to, to share uh, his uh, expertise with you. Now, uh, there are lots of things going on right now. One of them, of course, is what to do with that $2.6 billion uh, a surplus that uh, there are lots of different ideas as to what what to do with all that money. So what uh, what is your plan? Uh, what would you prefer to see passed? Sure, that's a yeah, great question. That is what's first up uh, on the table here for the legislature as well as, as the executive branch. We've got uh, in, income tax refunds that really a lot of us here in the House uh, wanted that uh, most of that surplus is overpaid by income taxpayers. So the income taxpayers of Montana really deserve uh, a big chunk of that relief. And we're looking at $450 million going back in income tax uh, uh, refunds to the people that overpaid. And that comes to about $1,200 per individual, $2,400 for a married couple. Uh, so that's a, that's a big one right now. It's down in the House of Probes Committee and hopefully take executive action on that this week and kick it out uh, in conjunction with the property tax refund. And that was uh, a lot of the governor, but a, a lot of legislators wanted that, too. They hear on the doors that property taxes is killing a lot of Montanans. And uh, even though it's largely driven by local government uh, here at the state, we do have a surplus and can provide uh, some instant relief for proper, for homeowners. Montana residents, uh, primary resident homeowners is, is what that property tax refund would go to. And that, right now it's sitting at $500.00. Uh, for two years, so up to $1,000 in property tax relief. All right. So now I, I also know that in the last legislative session, there were several pro-life bills that were passed, also several uh, uh, pro-gun bills that were passed, that the judiciary has stepped in, and the lawsuits were filed, and those bills have been held up. So what what is the status? Are, are, are there are there more bills in, in the hopper to try to deal with that, or are, you, are are we still waiting for court action with these things? Yeah, that's a great great question, and that's uh, part of the uh, problem here. I mean, the judicial branch is set up to adjudicate; it's not set up to legislate. And uh, there have, there's a lot of good judges out there, but there's a few that 
uh, kind of take on that legislative role and not adjudicating. And that's what happened, I believe, last time of uh, uh, bills then that got uh, enjoined and, and, and put in the back burner. And here's an example of this, Peter. Of We had uh, a ballot issue um, that just said minors had to get parental consent um, uh, before an abortion. That was, I believe, nine years ago. And we the AGs just heard that case. So it was nine years that the the judicial branch just enjoined that law, put it in the desk, and sat on it. And that's not justice. That's not uh, that's not uh, um, speedy trial. That's uh, that's not getting it done in a timely manner. So things uh, things like that, I think, really need to be cleaned up on the judicial branch. There is, I've said this before. I don't know if I told you that in our Montana Constitution, Article Seven is uh, deals with the whole judicial branch, and 22 different times it mentions the legislature or by law. So our Montana Constitution gives the legislature um, uh, the checks and balances that our government system was set up to run, and I believe that this session we need to uh, provide those checks and balances. Tell you what, we're we're talking with Matt Regeer. He's the Speaker of the House of Representatives. Uh, We're we're up against a commercial break, and I want to give Skip plenty of time to ask his questions. We'll take a quick break. Come right back with more with Matt Regeer. By the way, the phone lines are open. He'll be here till 9 o'clock this morning. If you have a question or a comment, we'd love to hear from you. Back with more in a moment. Okay, we are back on Talk Back. Uh, Speaker of the House, Matt Regeer, joining us uh, this morning. And uh, we have folks lined up to talk with you. Matt, I hope you're ready. I'm ready. Let's oh, shoot. All right, let's do it. Let's get Skip up first. Skip, good morning. You're on with Matt Regeer. Go ahead, sir. Well, good morning, Peter, <clears throat> and good morning, Matt. I, I saw both yourself and Jason uh, uh, on, on the uh, TV last night on PBS and the, that wonderful interview, I thought, because you, you laid out some, and, G- and Jason laid out some things for us to, to uh, understand better. Uh, I wanted to ask about the budget in, in the session. Uh, doesn't it have to be taken care of for sure before the session's over or you have to go into a special session is that isn't that important to make sure the budget is totally taken care of and by the way is there anything else that could drive it into a special session if in fact the budget is taken care of what what in other words what could a special session have to be called for all right thank you sir well well good good questions go ahead matt yeah thanks skip for the question great question that is uh our one constitutional duty, that's the one thing we have to do here as the legislature is pass a balanced budget. Um, the end of the Montana fiscal year is June 30th. So we have money up until June 30th. And then after that, the House Bill 2, that's the entire budget or the vast majority of it has to uh, balance. Our revenues have to balance with our expenditures. And that's our one constitutional duty. Uh, if we didn't get that done or if revenues change like i know in 17 we we passed that balanced budget but then revenues didn't quite come in as expected so we had to come back for a special session to shift some money around and and make some make some cuts um, so that could be something that uh, triggers a special session i know there's talk of uh, of a recession coming uh, or that we're in a recession i guess technically um, so it it's it's Nobody has the crystal ball of what the future is going to look like, but we do our best to estimate uh, how much money is going to come into the state and what services we can provide with that. So, All right, let's uh, move on and get Emmett. Emmett's been away the longest. Emmett, go ahead. You're on with Matt Regeer. Go ahead. Oh, thanks for taking my call. Well, a couple of questions. Often there are pro-life bills in one of these sessions um, of our state legislature. Is there one this year again? Uh, saying that life begins at conception or trying to outlaw abortion in the state? I hope there is. Second of all, I've heard of the Montana Freedom Caucus, but I don't know what it is. What is the Montana Freedom Caucus? The reason I ask is because I was reading in the newspaper yesterday just some letters excoriating the Montana Freedom Caucus, letters from liberals saying how radical it is, how it will take away our freedoms, how Montana should be ashamed of it, the Montana Freedom Caucus must be wonderful if it has all the liberals up in arms like this. So could you please explain what th- that is and if there are any pro-life bills in the House? You got Thank it. You. All right. Thanks for the call. Go ahead, Matt. It's all yours. Yeah. Great couple questions there. Uh, yeah, as far as the, um, the Freedom Caucus, you are reading between the lines there uh, pretty well. 
um, that is, I know, I start the genesis, I believe that is up at uh, D.C. level, Washington, D.C. They've got a Freedom Caucus there, and uh, I think they're starting ones in, in different states. Um, I'm not part of it. I'm My my take is I'm, I'll am i vote for freedom uh, anytime I can. I'm a small, efficient government guy. Uh, right now I've got uh, a caucus of 68. I'm, my caucus is the Republican caucus in the House. I've got 68 uh, personalities within that. We've all got our different ideas of how to do it. But uh, uh, by and large, the uh, Freedom Caucus and the freedom and small government that they stand for, I'm going to be voting right alongside that. Uh, So that's uh, what I know about the Freedom Caucus. I'm sure there's other people that are part of it that uh, could answer that question a lot better. Um, And then as far as pro-life, that is um, that is it's an interesting take here in Montana. So with the overturning of Roe v. Wade, uh, and, and the correct overturning of Roe v. Wade. That shouldn't have been decided or legislated from the Supreme Court. Uh, and they got that corrected, and it should go back to the states. And And now we've got here in Montana the Armstrong decision, which is kind of our uh, Roe v. Wade uh, decision here in Montana, where they uh, the Montana courts have deemed that the right to privacy means your right to abortion. Uh, there is a, a Senate bill. I forgot the bill number right now that... Is working through, I believe it passed the Senate, is coming over the House here that would define um, the individual privacy. That's how the Montana Constitution states that. That's an individual privacy. And when you're talking about abortion, it's not an individual. You've got a whole other person. You've got a whole other heartbeat. You've got a whole other set of DNA. You have a whole whole other fingerprints. They're all different. It is uh, scientifically, there is no ambiguity it is two is two different people so right to privacy really doesn't fit in that uh, in that uh, um, in that decision so and this and that uh, senate bill would would define that so i believe that's a big one of just our our courts overstepping once again and finding some right that uh, is is wrongfully applied and, uh, that senate bill will will clarify that so that's one big step in the pro-life we also do i want to throw this in here of uh, medicaid we have Medicaid-funded abortions here in Montana. The Hyde Amendment at the federal level doesn't even pay for them, so it's 100% state tax dollars going to pay for about half the abortions in Montana through the Medicaid program. And there's a bill to um, uh, uh, to work through that and make sure that uh, taxpayer dollars aren't going to just pay for uh, any abortions in Montana, that there is more of oversight and a system to that. So that's another uh, pro-life bill that I'm excited uh, excited to help through the process. Here. All right, let's get Susan on the line. She's been way the longest. Hi, Susan. Good morning. Hey there. Um, I have a, a, a few questions. Um, number one, please, in simple terms, tell us the best way and most effective way you think uh, people should communicate with you other than making a phone call to that stupid phone number that they always publicize, which takes forever, and the people on the phone never can take the message. Um, Second, and I'm assuming you're going to say email, but I'm not sure. So I want to hear what you have to say. Secondly, as a property owner in one of the most expensive cities in Montana, um, I support giving all of the surplus back to the people who contributed to that surplus, which would be the property owners, and not give any of it to government people since we are dealing with a surplus that was caused from overtaxing. And second and thirdly, I would um I hope that you will defund executive directors of commissions such as the Public Service Commission and other commissions that are being funded by taxpayers and find other ways to reduce um, spending within the state government so that we we as taxpayers don't have to pay for it. And I'd love to hear your, I'm looking forward to your answers. I'll tell you what, uh, if you don't mind hanging on a second, I want to give you plenty of time to answer that, Matt. We'll take a quick break. We also have... Uh, Eddie, Jean, and Marilyn all wanting to visit with you. We'll be back right after this. Stay back on the phone with Matt Regeer, the Republican Speaker of the House. Susan had some good questions for you. Go ahead, Matt. Yeah, I believe there were 
I believe there are three in that one. I'll start with the uh, last one, efficiencies. Uh, I think now uh, she's talking about uh, paying and, and where we can find efficiencies in government. Now is a great time to do that. There's going to be some big uh, decisions made down the Appropriations Committee on uh, inflation's here, inflation's real, and they're going to have to deal with that. But also, it's been tough to find uh, workers, to find the people to fill a lot of the positions here in state government, as well as the private sector. State government's no different. So there's been a lot of vacancies over the last two years. And it's time for us, I think, to look at those positions and say, what jobs were they supposed to be doing that we've lived without for the last two years? And maybe we don't need that position. So now I think is a unique opportunity to say uh, we can uh, make government a lot more efficient, uh, as well as walking that tightrope of uh, uh, paying, paying the ones here uh, that are doing the services that we demand as as Montanans and as as legislators and leadership. So how, that's going to be a... How, how about a super a secret handshake to get in touch with folks? This <laughs> As Susan mentioned, tried to uh, yeah. get some answers. Yeah, that's right. And yeah, the stupid phone number, you you bet. Uh, that is so... And I think people lose sight of this, of it, how much contacting us really does help. It uh, We get on our desk every day on floor session, we get a a stack of the emails or phone calls. I know she didn't want to call in, but it lands on our desk, and people read those. People read those, and they highlight them. They don't always, sometimes the stack's too big to get back to everybody, but it is that uh, people are keeping track of where's the public weighing in on whatever legislation is is in front of them that day. So please reach out to your legislators, legmontana.gov, uh, and you can uh, you can find us there. Send an email, uh, send a phone call. It'll land on our desk, and it does make a difference. Okay, let's get Eddie on the line. Eddie, good morning. Thanks for holding. You're on with Matt Regeer. Go ahead. Good morning, Matt. I wanted to follow up that question about property taxes, too. Um, we're getting hammered, and thank you for the thought of giving back some money, but really we need more of a permanent fix to how our property taxes are appraised. Right now they're appraised at per market value, and, and that's a state that does that, Matt, through the Department of Revenue. Is there any way or talk of a different way, possibly maybe of cost even, and, Matt, for example, we've been in our home almost 30 years, and we've had neighbors on each side from the East Coast come live and pay almost double of what the appraised for two years ago, and that then raised our property taxes. Any thought along that line, something more permanent than just a rebate, so to speak? Okay. Thank you. Thanks for the call, Eddie. Go ahead, Matt. We've got about uh, three minutes. Yeah. yeah, that's an excellent question, too. And property taxes is a, is a tougher conversation just that. It's not just what your property is as uh, praised that because then you times it by the mills that are imposed by county commissioners and local government. So it's not, I mean, you could be appraised at a bunch, but if the mills are low, your, your property taxes are going to be low. So it's not just a matter of, of what your valuation is. So there are bills that are working through of that would take even new infrastructure, say that is coming in dealing with new infrastructure and that would have to be uh, an even, an even game. You can't take the new infrastructure that's coming into your County and then add that on top of the, your budget before. So it'd be a, a zero-sum game for new infrastructure coming in. Because that's all, that's a, that's what I hear, especially in the Flathead. So I'm from the Flathead, and it's, well, we have all this new growth and new people coming on to the tax rolls. How come my property tax, I've been here 30 years, just like they said, and it's, my property taxes keep going up. And that is the question is because because uh, the mills keep going up. So it's, it, this is going to need to be a solution with the local government as well of uh, how can – we can change some state stuff at the state here, but if the county's just going to up their mills and, and up their budget, uh, it, to me it's a little backwards. If the county will set their budget, and then they go out and set the mills to accomplish that budget, and that's backwards. Here at the state, we find out what our revenue is, and then we have to set our budget to that. So it's backwards the way the counties do it. And, and then you, you see when there's no, when that restraint is removed, uh, blue, red counties, it, it doesn't, the growth is larger than I believe it should be. Well, we have exactly one minute left, and unfortunately we don't have time to, to get Jeannie or Marilyn's call in to visit with you. Maybe we can hold them over and just have open phones uh, in, in the 9 o'clock hour. So let, let, let's have some final thoughts from, uh, from, from Matt Regeer. Uh, what specifically are you going to be working on today, Matt? Today, that's a uh, that's a grin. Um, we've got uh, we got an appropriations. The big one now is that billion dollars in in tax relief, paying off debt, 
getting the checks back to income taxpayers and property taxpayers, Montana residents. Um, that's going to be a big one. I think we're going to take executive action on that today in appropes, if not today, then tomorrow, and, and get that package to the floor and then over to the Senate. Um, so that's uh, that's the big one that's happening today uh, in between the, a lot of meetings and um, um, putting out fires. That's that's uh, <laughs> what we're going to get the people to take. So. Well, they're going to have to call, start calling you the fireman, right? There's a there's a country song in there somewhere. <laughs> anyway, hey, Matt, it, it has been great to talk with you. We look forward to our next visit. Thank you so much. Thank you, Peter. Have a great day. And the same to you, sir. Thank you. All right, so we're, we're going to take a break. At, uh, open phones at the in the 9 o'clock hour. Hope you'll stay with us. The lines are open. Welcome back, everybody. Hour number two of Talk Back going on right now. Brought to you this morning by Phillips Janitorial, where they offer residential and commercial cleaning. So your house, your business, doesn't matter. No job is too big or too small for Phillips Janitorial. So if you need it done, give them a call right now. Guaranteed satisfaction, 206, pardon me, 406-260-6617. Also brought to you by Brooklyn Bagel and Bakery. Come on by for all your New York favorites. They deliver fresh bagels to us every Wednesday, and they're gone by the time we're off the air. <laughs> they have New York cheesecake and cannolis, Brooklyn Bagel and Bakery, located on North Reserve. Didn't even ask permission, for crying out loud. All right. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. Glad to have you along. Nick Christensen is right over there. Yeah, I mean, usually we're allowed to keep the bagels, you know, in the studio. We were allowed to eat, but ever since we got all this fancy new oh, equipment, yeah. we can't eat in here, and so there goes the whole bagel thing. Can you imagine schmear on this new stuff? Uh, like, I can, actually, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm glad that's not a not an option. Yes. So. <laughs> all right. Let, let's. Uh, I really want to apologize to Gene and Marilyn uh, we apologize. Uh, we just didn't have time. But, uh, Matt it can only be with us for a half an hour. So, Gene, what's on your mind? Thank you for holding, first of all. Um, taxes, like everybody else. Okay. <laughs> but I think I fall in a u- unique but not so minor area of people that are forced to pay taxes that are exorbitant in this state. Um, I own a manufactured home. It's free and clear. Right. But the time I bought it, I couldn't find land, so I rent the land that it sits on. Mm-hmm. And the land, I know how much the land went up. It went up 20% on the new one list last year. Guess how much my rent went up? 20%. But he's going to get money back on that from the state, mm-hmm. but I'm not. And I think there's probably a pretty large group of people that fall where I do. So I feel forgotten and left out. So let, let, let me add, what, 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 what do you think would be the, I'm just, I'm just throwing this out there, uh, because what do you think would be the fair thing to do? To, to split that down the middle, you take 10, they take 10%, what? What, what do you think? Um, well, I don't feel like he's unfair. I just feel like how much they are appraising and raising the, sure. the taxes, you know, are exorbitant. You know, and just like as soon as somebody I live out of town and there's a vacant lot next to this piece of property. And one of these days, one of those out of staters is going to find that and they're going to build an exorbitant piece of property on it because I live right on the Clark Fork River. Mm. And when they build a million dollar house next door, guess what? What do you think is going to happen? Right. Yeah. So I just feel like somehow or another, the. The governor forgot a whole bunch of us because I'm not alone. Uh, you know, there's a lot of people in Montana that own their property but rent sure. where they put it. So, may, may I ask you a anyway, question? Do, do you, uh, what quick question, Jeannie? Do, do you happen to know who your legislators are uh, uh, in in the Montana legislature right now uh, for the House and Senate? Do you have any idea? Uh, yeah, I do. Okay, well, I I would so, contact I would contact them. I as Matt just said, uh, just call the the main switchboard or uh, find an email address or whatever. Let them know your feelings and your thoughts, and you never know what can happen. Okay, just thought I'd see if there's not other people that live in the same because I know they talk about people that rent completely just rent, right? You know, and I I feel like they're getting the short shaft to a certain extent too. But I mean that's a okay. There's if you give the landlord a break this year, then the renters 
don't get any kind of break. They get they still get shafted on how much they had to pay. So the landlord gets paid twice. But uh, but the next year he's still going to be paying the taxes and he won't get any money back. So maybe the landlord's the one that should be given the renters part of the money that he gets. Well, that's something. Have you have you have you spoken to your uh, the folks who own your land about it? No, I haven't. But I actually hadn't thought that far through because I didn't know if they were going to do this. You know, nobody sure. knows that this oh, is yeah, going to yeah. go. Through. Well, well, it, it might be it might be nice to invite them and have a cup of coffee and say, "Hey, what do you think? Uh, what can we work something out here?" <laughs> I'm, I'm just throwing it out there. Right? Yeah. Well, that makes sense. But there's some. Um, a lot, a lot of people that wouldn't have the option of that that have landlords that are out of town. Actually, my landlord lives just down the road. So. Oh, there you go. So, <laughs> I, so I, I, I think that might be a neighborly thing to do. Well, I appreciate your insight, but that's a good idea. I could talk to him about that. Well, I, I'm only allowed one good idea a year, Jeannie, so those, so there you go. <laughs> I didn't think that's it. Hey, thanks thanks for the call. We appreciate it. Uh, Marilyn's up next. Hey, Marilyn, thanks for holding through the break. We really appreciate it. Go ahead, please. Oh, that's all right. Um, so several things here. Um, the little legislative guidebook with the phone number, I love it. I call it all the time, and the people on the other end are very helpful and friendly, and right. I just visualize the pages taking my notes and putting it on the people's desk. And so, and I'm trying to do the online thing, but it doesn't seem as helpful to me. But anyways, so Matt couldn't, He since he's in the House, he didn't know the Senate bill. Um, 154 is the pro-life one that they had second reading yesterday, and five rhinos voted against it. So Bruce Gillespie, Wendy McCamey, Dan Solomon, Russ Temple, Jeffrey Wellborn, and those are the people that need a call to say that uh, privacy does not give us the right to harm or murder anybody. So, um, And then what I wanted to ask Matt was about... Um, is there a bill in the hopper? I've heard that there is, but I don't haven't found it yet to take the taxes off of our Social Security payments. And then also I had a question about the property tax uh, bill that was tabled in the Taxation Committee. There was um, seven people that voted for it, and the rest did not. And I don't know, I'd like to know why that was. The governor did seem a little miffed. Oh, yes, he was, he was very upset about that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So um, I'd like to know, is there a better one in the hopper? Um, if there is, I'd like to know which one it well, is. From what I understand, from, from the, like, when I, when I called, uh, when the governor called his press conference, I, I, I called his office, and uh, I also called uh, Kyle there in the legislature, and he said, it looks like that bill is now off the table and may be reintroduced. Oh, Okay. Okay. Okay, thank you. Okay, cool. Thanks, Marilyn. Bye. Appreciate Bye. the call. Uh, at least, at least that's what I what I was told. So anyway, okay. All the lines are open. We're up against a break. Mm-hmm. Open phones. Hey, seven two one twelve ninety is our number. One eight hundred five six eight five three zero nine. Whatever. Uh, we'll be here. Or Nick and I can do a duet. We can sing. Absolutely. I can do a drum solo. Oh, well, hmm. we, we need to get you an actual drum set. <laughs> I don't know if the desk can handle that, but yeah. No. All right. What is that noise? <laughs> okay, we're going to come right back. Stay with us. And we are back on TalkBack, 721-1290. That's our number. It's open phone, so we uh, really appreciate all of you who are calling in today. Uh, Dave, uh, good morning. Uh, thanks for calling. You're on TalkBack. Please go ahead, sir. Yeah, good morning. You know, I, I listened to a little of the governor's uh, speech the other the other night, and he maintained basically that tax reform state on the state level uh, was caused for for the, the economy going so well. And my CPA told me that 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 tax reform hasn't kicked in yet; it won't kick in until this this year. So I, I think it's a little premature to say that that that's the cause. I think it's all the foreigners coming into the the state from New York and California. That has now, are, all this. Are, are there are they really foreigners? <laughs> oh, you mean well, out of out of state? Yeah. Montana. Okay. <laughs> say I'm a foreigner. Then. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. My mother was a foreigner too. So um, you know, yeah, it's it's all the money coming into the state that's triggered all this. Um, 
And so, and as far as abortion goes, since we're, the subject was raised again, my nephew's girlfriend was pregnant. She either had a, a miscarriage or an abortion. So we don't know. I mean, if the laws were changed, should she be investigated to determine if she murdered her unborn baby? I mean, that question is out there, and I, no one's answering it. Well, I, I, I do not know uh, exactly what that law would be, to be honest with you. So there you go. Right. But, you know, life begins at, at conception, so that that unborn baby is, is a citizen of of Montana, so I mean, it, it has rights. So there, there probably would have to be a trial if that's the case. Well, it would be interesting to see how that works out. Right, it is. All right. No one's answering. All right, Dave. No one's telling me details of their abortion laws. <laughs> okay, that's all right. It's frustrating. Thank, thanks for the call, Dave. Appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, Marilyn's is back. Marilyn, go ahead. What's up? What, what else okay. did, would you like to I'll talk about? I'll address Dave's question for the millionth time. Nobody has ever said they're going to go after the woman. They want to go after the abortion nest that is ripping and tearing apart these children. We have many centers that help the women and offer alternatives and love and care for them. So back to what I called about initially, the Senate Bill 154 will be heard today, third reading at 1 o'clock. And again, call Bruce Gillespie, McKamey, Dan Solomon, Russ Temple, Jeffrey Wellburn, um, so that they will vote for life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Okie dokie, that's right. it. Thanks. Thank, thank you, Marilyn. Thanks for the call. Uh, all right. Uh, Nick's on the line with Skip. Skip is back. Hey, Skip, go ahead. What's up? Oh, thank you, sir. I, I, I didn't know if there was a line of people yet, but I, I wanted to refer Emmett to something that we're concerned about, and I appreciate it much because I'm, I'm uh, pretty knowledgeable about the Freedom Caucus and its members, especially the one that's in charge of it. And I would refer him to a little paper we get here in the Bitterroot, if he can get electronically the Bitterroot Star. Yesterday, top of the fold, front page, is a, and then a whole other page about the Freedom Caucus and, and uh, Teresa Manzella, from, our senator from 44, who's in charge of it. And I wanted him to realize that tactically they are working behind the scenes. And I talk to two or three legislators a day uh, so that I can stay on top of things because they're acting as such a wedge. And I, I hope that Emmett's listening so he can understand. They're actually using tactics that they'll never admit right out of the Saul Olinsky handbook for, for radicals. And, and it's behind the scenes there. They're even telling other legislators, don't vote for this because it's so-and-so that's bringing the bill. The bill could have wonderful substance for you and me in the future as either taxpayers or as, as citizens in Montana. And they say, well, he's not with us, so you've got to vote against it. I mean, they use those kinds of – that's an example. But I wanted him to realize the, the depth of it, and, and if he – if he can go to something like that article, for starters, he'll, he'll get a, an overview of what the Freedom Caucus is really like. And I was really glad that Matt did not, Matt, when he was on this morning, said that he was not a member of that. I appreciated that. But it's, it's, it's uh, caustic and ridiculous, the things they're doing. And they actually uh, end, up, they end up getting in the way of good things getting properly put to the floor and different things happening uh, where you and I do not get properly representative, uh, represented, if especially you have a legislator that is a member of that group. Thank you a lot, sir. All right. Yeah, Skip, thanks for the call. All right, 721-1290 is our number. We're pretty close to a break. May as well go ahead and take it now. Uh, all of our lines are open. It's open phones. If you want to talk about the upcoming winter storm that's headed our way and I know everybody's really excited about that, right? Mm, no. <laughs> no, yeah. All right, well, we're going to come right back and uh, take more of your phone calls. It is open phones at uh, 721-1290. This is Talk Back, so stay with us. 
I'm sure it was. Uh, well, <laughs> welcome back. Uh, it's 922. It's open phones on Talkback. So we always like to get folks that haven't been on yet. Uh, Wing, Mr. Wingnut, Mr. Nut, good morning. Thanks for holding. You're on Talkback. Go ahead, sir. Well, good morning. I thought I would throw in my two cents on the, the Freedom Caucus. And, and first, you know, let me preface this by saying, you know, there's a, there's a couple of folks who we've kind of had differences I think we see alike in a lot of ways, but what, you know, one has been Susan and, you know, I, she is such an outstanding citizen and I'm so happy to hear her voice in the, it seems how successful the surgery has been. And the other one is, is Skip and, you know, he's, he's a staunch Republican, it seems, but this is my take on the Freedom Caucus. You know, we watched the National Freedom Caucus uh, bring Kevin McCarthy to heel and get some really good things done. And sometimes it takes a caucus or a group of legislatures who are like-minded to get something done. Now, when it comes to the Montana uh, Freedom Caucus, you know, I have some vast disagreements with them, especially on the Convention of States. In fact, so much so that there is a national Freedom Caucus movement um, that I wrote to them yesterday, and I, I said, you, you know, you on your web page, you show that Montana is part of a uh, Freedom Caucus movement. But are you aware that these folks are influenced by the Tenth Amendment and the John Birch Society? And for Montana, I think that's a real poison pill. But just to try to get some feedback and, and get an answer from them if they were aware of the radical views. Uh, but frankly... You know, the Freedom Caucus is a bunch of folks who have agreed together to to work together to move legislation. And I don't think they need to be vilified for that because that happens all the time. Um, but I'm very much leery of what Montana Freedom Caucus is doing as compared to the National Freedom Caucus. That's my two cents for the right. morning. Well, uh, we, you get two cents change right back. Thanks, thanks for the call. We appreciate it, sir. Uh, um, Mister, this is Harry. Harry, Thursday. thanks for holding, Harry. Good to hear from you. What's up? Yeah, good morning. Yeah, uh, first off, uh, uh, for like uh, the abortion, uh, Marilyn said, "Well, they won't go after the women. Why not? If a woman hires a hitman to kill his, her husband." Do they just say, well, the hitman, we'll just go after him. You know, she she hires a doctor to give her abortion. You know, why why does she get charged? And what if if she doesn't use a, a doctor? What if she just uses a pill? They they do that now, you know, for the very early ones. So what what does that happen? I mean, if, if we they want to outlaw abortions completely, what if she's taking a pill to have, self-abort? So, um, but anyway, uh, also, I, I find it interesting that when, you know, like, People get uh, whatever party gets in in power, you know. Like in Montana, they have you know pretty much absolute power that they start uh, eating each other. I mean, you know, there's circular fire squatting type thing. They they and they always want to push, 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 push to the extreme, like the abortion thing. I mean, I think majority of Montanans don't want abortion outlawed, but they're going to push it and push it, and actually they. Uh, well, it'll come back to bite them because, you know, that's how they start losing their hold on the powers because they start going too far. And people say, well, geez, maybe we should have some more Democrats in to, start to sort of uh, counter. I mean, that's, you know, people seem to like it better when there's a little bit of, uh, well, it's like now in the, in the uh, uh, federal level, we have, you know, a split uh, con- Congress, you know. So, and people seem to prefer that most of the time because it sort of puts a check on the, the, the amount of power they have. So, uh, and um, as, as Emmett keeps worrying about these bills, whatever, coming from the uh, federal, uh, he ought to relax. Nothing's going to be passed. None of the extreme on either side is going to get passed because it is, it's a split, you know, House, the Senate and Congress are, are I mean, yeah, they're split. So they only, they only get what basic things they can done, like, the you know, spendings on what they have to but other than that nothing else is going to get passed so yeah you got to relax you know maybe sleep in a little bit more or whatever <laughs> all right harry thanks for the call man yeah all right seven two one twelve ninety. uh dave is back uh okay dave uh, we got about three minutes before break go ahead 
Yeah, there, there are still some more questions on that. How do you find out if a doctor is giving illegal abortions if you don't ask the 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 girl that paid for the abortion? And as far as the pill goes, that's not the only way to, to get an abortion. You can use a coat hanger on herself. And that would be, I guess, perfectly legal. Um, so, I mean, there are a lot of questions out there and, and not very many answers on exactly how the details would work. All right. Thank you. Okay, thanks. Thanks for the call. I, I'm, I'm not going anywhere near that one. Nope, not touching that. Thanks. Thank you very much. Uh, anyway, 721-1290 is our numbers. <laughs> it's open phones, folks, so Yahoo! Well, in the last three minutes before a break... Yes. Um, uh, one of our colleagues, Denny Bedard, actually broke a big story. Was it Tuesday morning? Or yeah. No, it was Monday morning. Yeah. Um, that Denny's, the restaurant, was permanently closing. And um, I think I, I also heard a story yesterday that Bagels on Broadway is closing. Uh, as people know, Red Robin at the mall has been closed, I think, since November because they were having staffing issues. Now, the Texas Roadhouse Grill is supposed to be moving into there. I Yeah, we were trying to confirm that, but yeah. I haven't found anything yeah. uh, uh, confirming that because the owner of Red Robin is planning on selling things. But I'm just curious if people have heard of other businesses that might be closing. And, I mean, what the heck are we going to do? Yeah, know? well, they, they, they say that a recession is, quote, looming, end quote. Uh, so, at, at, to be honest with you, the whole recession argument is so fuzzy to me. Because, but uh, is is there an exact formula that says, "Uh oh, we're in a recession now," or is it a recession when you lose your job? Uh, you know, that sort of thing. Anyway, seven two one twelve ninety is our number. We'd love to have you call in this morning. It is open phones, and uh, we have another half an hour to enjoy your comments. So we'll be back right after this. So stay with us. Wow, that was fast. <laughs> Welcome back to Talk Back, ladies and gentlemen. 721-1290 is our number. Uh, folks are calling in now. It's open phones. Let's get Va. He has been waiting the longest. Good morning, sir. How are you? Morning, yeah. You know, um, I appreciate your guys' uh, program here. And, is, I, again, I, I call from uh, a non-white perspective. And as a first-generation American, I get to practice my indigenous culture still because my parents passed it along to me and then i also have gotten the chance to you know just really research the evils of life through their natural way of living in the mountains of southeast asia and uh you know and so we're talking a lot about or i'm hearing people talk a lot about disasters and laws and fears and economic and and i just want to give you know a perspective of what my third world people when they they live in natural life their worries and concerns about disasters are and you know every every year they they of course have to grow their food or go out and hunt their own food and and when they can't survive on or because the natural disaster of too much rain or the crops can't grow the worry of how to survive and eat through the uh, rough seasons uh, that's that's their fear but here here in developed countries america here all of the evil and stuff are are created by humans, right? Mm-hmm. Our, our politicians, and and there's laws to prevent that. But it's still our politicians who are creating uh, these hardship for us. And so I I just have a hard time believing that the system of law and uh, you know and the purpose of the law to um, the the function of it to help keep society working in solidarity works because it's purposely done because. Right? You know, I studied sociology and uh, Mr. Aker's theory of general strain. I mean, that's just what they're, they're, they've always used that and, uh, to the indigenous people when uh, Europeans came here and, you know, put them through strain, forced them to pay taxes through corn and stuff like that. And now it's just doing that to society, you know. And so it's just our, syst- our government system purposely trying to create strain on us. And when that happens, people go and commit crime or just act out of desperation for for survival. So that's just the, my... Well, I, uh, I, and then going on off of... Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I really appreciate your perspective because those of us who, who are natural born here and for generations, you know, we, we basically look at the government and go, oh, you know, that sort of thing. We, we have no idea what real hardship is really like uh, without coming from a country such as yours or a, almost anywhere else in the world. 
that's been that, that's been war torn and there's no food and uh, there there's worry that uh, just walking down the street could get you killed. Uh, we 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 don't have yeah. that here, you know, and so uh, yeah. we're we're conditioned to to whine and cry over the littlest things. When if we had a little bit more perspective, it might be easier to understand. Yeah, and and then going off of you know the the abortion that perspective, right? And so my my elders they've always wanted to come to America, and then I've always asked them, I was like, why did you want why do you want to come to America so much? Or go to America so much because America is a land of opportunity and 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 solutions, right? Well, for example, the abortion, right? And so, um, if if there was uh, a, a, a probably a relationship conflict and and uh, and the, the woman got pregnant, well, in our culture, the man and the woman have to deal with it, regardless if they had others relationship and if they cheated on their partner. You know what? The, the consequences: you two get married, uh, deal with it, uh, having this child together, and your consequences was losing your your your. Uh, previous relationship and now dealing with uh, raising the child and through time guess what they they're they're happy with what happened right at them in the moment it's hardship but through time the love of life gave back so but you know that's that's just my perspective man that's really well thank said you. that's really well said va thank yeah. you yeah okay uh, appreciate the call uh let's move on edward good morning thank you for holding sir you're on talk back please go ahead Good morning. Uh, just to change subjects, I, I'm watching the news about the California shootings. Yes. Uh, I just noticed that the first reaction for the liberal media is more gun laws. Well, these two Asian Americans that pulled them off uh, didn't fit the profile. There's no gun law that they passed or no law that they want to pass that would have prevented these two gentlemen. What they need to do is reopen the mental hospitals and put some of these guys behind medical bars. And um, it's just, it's the same old reaction every time, more gun laws. How about enforcing the ones we got? Minimum 10-year prison sentence if you're caught with an illegal gun. That's just my take. All right, Edward, thanks for the call. We appreciate it, sir. All right, uh, moving along, this is Jeff. Hey, Jeff, good morning. You're on Talkback. Please go ahead, sir. Hey, good morning. Um, you know, I guess taking a little bit broader view that um, uh, civilization is a pretty thin veneer over everything. I think the supply chain issues we've experienced over the last couple of years show us how easily civilization is disrupted. And so we have to be really careful with it. And um, I can understand some of what Val was saying in terms of first world problems and third world problems and stuff, but there are people in this country who suffer real trauma and real, real problems every day. I mean, on the reservation, you find people oh, who uh, yeah. just, you know, absolutely dozens of miles from home who, who have problems with basic needs of food and shelter and heat, especially this time of year, keeping your house warm. Um, there's, it's all over. And for me, um, I, I mean, I never had a day in my life where I didn't go, didn't have something in my stomach and a roof over my head and clothes. And so it, it took uh, a trip to a third world country and living, you know, far away from, from what I would call normal civilization where, you know, we had electricity every other night and we had water two t- two hours a day. Um, and this was on this was on the uh, the base that we were on because of water rationing and limitations and different things. Um, you know, I got to see how other people live, and it made a. I was only 20 years old at the time. It made a profound impact on me. And my son had the same I don't know if you call it privilege, but the same experience when he went to Haiti and got to see how people there live. And uh, you know, we do need to count our blessings here. You know. Um, we have the rule of law. Is the rule of law perfect? No. It's become a process, and some people say the process is a punishment. But we still have people who want to come to this wonderful country because Lots of with them. all its flaws, with <laughs> yeah. all its shortcomings, it's still the best place on earth to um, for opportunity. You know, they say that equality is, is uh, everybody gets the same opportunity, and equity is everybody gets the same outcome. And uh, I thank God for the opportunities I've had. I've tried to make the best of them. Sometimes I've succeeded, sometimes I haven't. But 
you know, um, let's get, I guess, just to sum it up, uh, a sense of gratitude for what we've got rather than griping and moaning for what we don't. Very well said. Thanks. All right, Jeff. Thanks for the call, man. Appreciate it, as always. We're going we're gonna to come right back. All the phone lines are, are, are uh, open. So if you have something on your mind this morning, 721-1290 is our number. Open phones for the next 18 minutes or so. We'd love to hear from you right after this. Okay, we're back on TalkBack. It's open phones. It's been a good uh, good session so far. Lots of different opinions, uh, lots of different uh, viewpoints. That's what it's all about. So let's continue. Uh, I understand Al is up first. Al, good morning. Thanks for holding. You're on TalkBack. Please go ahead. Oh, I just had three items I heard about a week ago that uh, New Mexico, state of New Mexico, uh, in their legislature, they have a bill in there to require all new houses, residents, to uh, have a minimum amount of solar panels wow. installed, plus a recharging station. And then in, in the opposite uh, view, uh, Wyoming. Uh, I think this is a joke myself, but uh, <laughs> there's supposedly a bill in Wyoming to uh, outlaw any new electric cars from being sold in the state wow. uh, after, a certain, after a certain date, like 2030, but I think that's a joke myself. And then last night uh, on uh, uh, watching Newsmax, they says that uh, AT&T, who I believe owns Direct TV, uh, took Newsmax off, off the air. Newsmax wow. claims, claims that they're the fourth largest... Uh, whatever you want to call it, uh, new, news or whatever. Yeah, well, in, in, in probably uh, independent uh, uh, online news organization. Okay. A- anyway, Newsmax has been taken off by uh, AT&T and Direct. <laughs> so that's my two bits. Thank wow. you. Wow, interesting. All right. <laughs> it's good to hear the news. We're, we're a little shut off in here So while we're doing our show. Uh, Susan's back. Susan, go ahead. What's up? Well... I so appreciate Jeff's comments, and I'm just going to tag along with his opinion. We are so blessed, and I really, every time I go to a third world country, like I did about a month ago to Egypt, I am struck by how blessed we are to live here. And I know the legislature is in session now, and it's kind of a messy thing. What's the expression they always say when legislation is being done it's a little bit i don't know they, there's some expression that people say but it is amazing to watch and i've gone up to the legislature and i lived in washington dc for many many years and was a capitol hill reporter and even though i was a reporter and you know you're supposed to be objective and all that i would sit up in the gallery and i would watch you know people that you see on television um, debate bills and introduce bills, and I actually would become very emotional because this is the cradle of hope for the world. We are a nation that truly was created for we the people, and there's never been a nation in the world, not even Greece, not even Rome, that had such freedom. And what annoys me and angers me is that we have a a president right now that is not respecting our borders, but he sends all kinds of apron tanks to a country called Ukraine to protect their borders, but he is not sending any protection for Texas or Arizona and for that matter, the rest of our country, to protect our borders. And I don't understand why we do not have a president that cares about the safety of our children, our women, our men, who are being devastated by fentanyl and devastated by drug trafficking and sex trafficking and all the other horrific things that the drug cartels are are doing to our country. This is an invasion. And if I own property on the border, I would be treating this like a war. 
and all the ramifications of that. And we have an obligation to defend our country. And we are the greatest, absolutely the greatest nation for all of our impurities and all of our boo-boos. We have we have such good people, and I and I mean liberals and conservatives. We we are good good people, and we need to protect that part of our. We need to protect our nation, and I I hope and pray that in 2024, people who believe in our country will come out to vote. Well, a, a, a country a country that doesn't have a border, in my opinion, does not have a country. The definition, the definition of, of an independent country is one that guards its borders. That, that, that is one of the principal uh, responsibilities of government is to protect the border uh, of, of the land in which you live. If you don't do that, then you're being negligent and you need to get out. And our current president is being negligent because he absolutely is not protecting our borders. And in Montana, the police that I speak to are absolutely devastated by the volume of fentanyl. I mean, we are not prosecuting the number of crimes. I mean, you know, you will repeat constantly, oh, there were 14, um, you know, there were 14 crimes prosecuted this year, this week. There were 19. No, no, no. There are far more than that. For whatever reason, they're not being prosecuted. And I don't know why. And, and that is what really scares the liver out of me, because our nation is thinking because of inaction, and yet we are sending tanks to a country to defend their border, and our country is being invaded. And I get it that some of those people are very sweet and very nice, but they are not migrants. They are illegal aliens. They are illegal. What part of illegal does anybody get? They're illegal. And I have many dear friends that are immigrants who did it the right way. They came in, they took the test, they studied, they proudly went and made the, the oath of allegiance to our country. They are proud Americans. These people are not. They're sneaking in through the rivers. They're destroying our national refuges. They're destro- I have friends that are ranchers on the border in Texas, their lands are being devastated. Uh, uh, If I was a rancher down there, I wouldn't allow it. Susan, we're up against a break. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it. God bless. All right, just stay with us. Emmett and Candy are both waiting. Uh, We're in the last eight minutes. If you want to respond to something, maybe you have a new topic you'd like to bring up, it's what Open Phones is all about. 721-1290. We're coming right back after this. Okay, we're back on Talkback. We have about eight minutes left to, to get as many calls in as we can, and I believe Emmett is back. Emmett, good morning. Go ahead, please. Oh, thanks for taking my call again. Well, a couple of things. You mentioned an interesting topic is that we've lost our Denny's, and, of course, Red Robin, which I really enjoyed, that's closed. And I do agree with you. We are losing our restaurants. We are going to get, however... That um, steakhouse, that Roadhouse Steakhouse, I learned that while walking down yeah, Texas by Roadhouse. the mall. Yeah, that's correct. Texas Roadhouse, we are. It's going to be in a different place. It's not going to be in a Red Robin. Right. I don't know when it's coming in. It sounds great. It sounds a little spendy. I don't know if I can afford it, but it sounds great. But unfortunately, we are losing our restaurants, and we lost a bookstore, Walden Books. We also lost Hastings. I don't know what's going on, but. You know, we're getting more people into the city of Missoula, but we're having less services. I'm worried it's like our town is blowing away. We used to have more restaurants, it seems, and less people. Now it's the opposite. I don't know what the solution is. 
Um, it, it's a good thing to bring up, and yeah, 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 it's it's unbelievable. I every, didn't need it, Denny. Well, every 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 restaurant needs uh, staff. They they need people who are are you know wait staff or perhaps bartenders or cooks or uh, uh, custodians that sort of thing. And uh, more and more of these businesses are finding it very difficult to hire people who are willing to stay. Uh, for for the money that they uh, have to put out, uh, because you know every every business owner has a budget, and you can't just keep uh, giving raises and raises and raises when without raising prices on the things that you offer. That's basic economics. Interesting. Yeah. My other thing was about the abortion issue again, and you know the whole idea of a miscarriage. What about a miscarriage? What about you know, before Roe v. Wade was the law of the land in 1973, women always had miscarriages. Abortion was illegal, and yet I can't remember, I know it's just a baby, but I can't remember a time that women were prosecuted for miscarriages because that's an accident. That's the way God taking the baby to heaven, but it wasn't a deliberate murder. We're not talking about the death of a child, we're talking about the murder of a child. So that's a very much a red herring as far as the miscarriage. Otherwise, in the 1950s, all the women who had miscarriages or lost their baby to SID, sudden infant death syndrome, you know, when they were like one year old, would have been prosecuted. They weren't. So that's really a straw man argument the left often has with uh, atheism or abortion or whatever. So uh, thanks for letting me call in again. Thanks. All right. Thanks, Emmett. Appreciate the call. All right. Uh, Candy's back. Hi, Candy. Good morning. Uh, well, you haven't heard from you yet today. <laughs> that's a good thing sometimes but anyway um in i want to back up jeff and susan on this is the greatest country in the world the most free the most uh christian based i was in uh, madras south india for a while in the 1970s with two children for and 18 months old, we are, were on a ministry there. And everything you hear about San Francisco, except for the needles, uh, went on in India. I know that country has changed greatly, uh, but my experience there was if you had to go to the bathroom, you went out your back door into the jungle area and did your business. I didn't have to do that. I had a toilet, and I was blessed with a toilet. And it was a British toilet where the tank is on the uh, uh, wall, and then you flush it. And we had a uh, 50-gallon can, clean can, that the children took their baths in. And uh, you, I hand-did my laundry, you know, every day, hand-did the laundry, and hung it up on the uh, portico, I think you now, call that. Now, Candy, why, why were you there in, uh, in India? What we were... were we were members of Men- Melody Land Church in oh. Southern California. Yeah, I remember that. And yeah. we were on ministry okay. to Southern India. Gotcha. And we were in an in-country uh, uh, ministry uh, compound. And it was very interesting. But when you're talking about America, you're talking about the greatest country on earth and the most blessed country on earth. And uh, you can't say uh, too much about it. And um, I was on the medical van uh, for uh, going out into the countryside, and I saw leprosy. I saw cattle in the uh, uh, porch areas of the homes. They were sacred. And it... You can't beat America. And I missed it. <laughs> and uh, we were ministering uh, with a family that came to the U.S., and their biggest thing was Kmart <laughs> <laughs> and right. McDonald's. Yeah. Okay, thank you. Thanks, Candy. Appreciate the call. All right. Wow, in- interesting calls this morning. Uh, pretty much a, a potpourri of, of things that are going on out there. 
So uh, just real quick, real quick, uh, this just in, there's a bill uh, introduced by Senator Ken Bogner uh, is proposing legislation to prohibit foreign adversaries from owning, leasing, or renting critical infrastructure in Montana, including agricultural production land. It's called Senate Bill 203. It's going to have its first hearing this afternoon and the Senate Agriculture Committee. Um, uh, He says, and I quote, China especially has shown a concerning interest in acquiring lands and resources in our country that could help them with spying efforts, economic competition, and gaining the upper hand in any conflict with the United States. Uh, Quoting again, uh, Bogner is a Marine Corps veteran. He said, quote, foreign adversaries and corporations acting at their behest have no business owning or leasing any part of Montana that is important to our national security. So. That's uh, that's what they're going to be talking about today. A very interesting topic, to be honest with you. I think I'd love to have Senator Bogner on to talk about that sometime. I wonder how much that's like actually going. I know you know this bill is to prevent that, but I'm wondering how much of that's going on currently right well, now. Uh, the, uh, according to uh, what I have heard, uh, around Malmstrom Air Force Base and some mm-hmm. of the other military installations, uh, some of the land is being bought up, and there's some questions about who's doing it. Mm-hmm. So, Bogner anyway. also said, he said, our adversaries are becoming more sophisticated in right. how they compete with and threaten the U.S. economically, culturally, and militarily. So, yeah, we got to be uh, sophisticated ourselves. Yes, so. and uh, it's not it's not good when your enemy is right in your backyard. And defense wins championships. <laughs> Everyone knows that. <laughs> so, yeah. All right, what's coming up on tomorrow's fabulous program there, Mr. Nick? Uh, we'll have open phones from 830 to 9 briefly, and then we will have our uh, city talk program all right have a wonderful day everybody remember big time storm headed our way this afternoon please be careful and be ready and stay warm and safe we'll see you tomorrow